0: Hi everyone, tonight we've got a chat show to give you a little bit more tips and ideas on uh, the whole self sufficient concept of the Kalahari O'Harawa's Extreme Marathon. Uh, it can sound quite daunting, you know, if you think about it. Um, you have to carry everything on your back for the, for the week and the, the duration of the week. You have to see it through, first of all, you have to survive, and then you need to enjoy the event. So we have on our website a compulsory list of um, items that you need to have in your bag, and um, you can go through that. We'll also touch on that a little bit later, but um, I've got two guests here, Kim van Kietz and um, John Williamson, and Russell will try to join us in a bit. Well, between us, we've got quite a number of years uh, of experience, but Kim, yes, uh, uh, welcome Kim and welcome John.
1: Hi, thanks very much.
0: Thanks great to be here. So John, I think give us an intro on, on the self-sufficient concept and how you experience it and, and tips from your side.
1: Well, self-sufficient basically is, is what, it, what it says. Um, you're self-sufficient for a period of seven days in this instance running in the Kalahari, which is one of the most beautiful parts of the country. So self-sufficient is uh, meaning you're taking all of your food Clothing, your bedding. Uh, the only thing that the race organizers supply is water. So every day you would get water. Uh, there's usually checkpoints every 10 kilometers, so you get water every 10 kilometers. Uh, mandatory, you need to take uh, about 1.5 liters capacity water with you. So, and then um, in the evenings, obviously, they, you get more water to uh, to use for your dehydrated meals. And then obviously you'll get more water the next day. So you're carrying everything else with you. You're completely self-sufficient. In the evenings, you're sleeping out in the open. Um, In this instance, the Kalahari, there's a a shade cloth which we sleep underneath. And uh, that's kind of a very simple shelter. But you really are roughing it. You have an option to bring a mattress. Well, Most of us bring a small, tiny blow-up mattress which gives you some comfort in the desert uh, on the rocks and sand and if you're lucky your mattress doesn't get punctured and goes flat for the next 6 days and you sleep on nothing. Yeah, so you're completely self-sufficient and uh, as I said, you know you get you get zero help from outside, so you are on your own obviously with your other competitors and um, you know there is obviously medical backup, so if something does go wrong, you you uh, you will we all have medicals. But yeah, so you have to look after yourself with regards to food, clothing, medical, nutrition, which is obviously the most important part, which we can touch on later. So the most important part is your nutrition. I mean, if you get that wrong, your week is destroyed. Um, if, you, if you don't have the correct food, your energy levels are, are not going to be there, which means you won't be able to finish the race. If you don't have any electrolytes with you, um, you know, funny enough, lots of people don't even bring electrolytes and... You know that's 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 a, a very important must you have to you have to know what you're doing basically so this is why we're having race uh, talk shows like this to anyone has questions and what uh, you know what they need to bring things like that so um, one of the most important things is your nutrition so um, any questions out there you know guys put it out there so it's not a. It's not dangerous. It sounds like oh, are you self-sufficient. If something goes wrong, you're going to die. No, it's nothing like that. Um, it's very. It's it's a tough race. It's very difficult. Yes, obviously the distance is tough, and you have to look after yourself. But it's actually quite easy. You know, people think it's quite daunting, 250 kilometres. But you're only doing 40, 50 kilometres a day, and then in the afternoon you're putting your feet up and you're resting and you're chatting with friends in the desert and enjoying the good view. So it's it is difficult, yes, but it's it mustn't be an off-putting experience for anyone. Um, it's it's open to all all types of people and all shapes and all sizes and all ages have done this. I've done races with <laughs> That's for sure. with eighty eighty-year-old people. I've done races with blind people. I've done races with people with one leg, with no legs, with one arm, no arms. So there's no excuse why anyone could sh- should be shouldn't be doing these races. They shouldn't scare people away. They are very doable, and um, it, actually, as I said, very easy if you just put your mind to it. Just take every day as it as it comes, and uh, you'll be surprised how how much you would enjoy it. And just get your nutrition correct, bring your personality with you, and you will be you would be to spot on for one of
2: these races.
0: I see you back, Russell. Welcome back, Russell. Uh,
2: oh, thanks, thanks. Um, I I actually found, if you don't mind me jumping in here, I found. The first time I did K, and there were a couple of things that concerned me. And I sent a mail to Desert Dirk. And Dirk won the Kalahari of Hrabi's Extreme Marathon a couple of times. And, um, and because he lives in this sort of, or he's from this neck of the woods here in the Northern Cape, I, I thought it might be a good thing to ask him. And these were the things that bothered me. So, I mean, maybe, or, or that I had questions about. Um, so maybe, yeah, maybe you guys can, can jump in and, and comment on them as well. But one of the things that worried me was, was sleeping and, and what should I be taking to, to sleep in? A sleeping bag or a blanket or what, what, what sort of sleeping arrangements were there? And what should I be taking to, to look after my, my rest and recovery as far as sleep was concerned? And, um, he mentioned, I mean, obviously a sleeping bag and, and to be as light as possible. And he said that he did at one stage, he also took one of these liners, these silk liners, but it gets a bit cold in the Kalahari. So he wouldn't advise that, and I definitely wouldn't advise it either. So I don't know, Kim, what, what's you, what your sort of thoughts as far as, as sleeping arrangements are concerned and whether you had any sort of insights to share with that.
3: Well, quite honestly, I'd rather um, speak about food than sleeping arrangements, <laughs> but uh, definitely on the sleeping arrangement front, um, I think people always expect it to be boiling hot, and I have experienced the complete opposite. So a proper mm. racing sleeping bag is absolutely essential, uh, more essential than your mattress. I don't know if we're allowed to speak about drugs on um, – <laughs> uh on this chat Uh, but something that i've also found incredibly beneficial is some sort of over the counter like half a sleeping tablet for every night Uh, i wake up at midnight always and the ground feels very hard and very cold and then i take my half uh, over the counter sleeping tablet and even if it's a placebo it makes me feel much better for the second half of the night (laughs) but food is really more my speciality you know than than sleeping arrangements um Maybe just a quick. We obviously, you know, personal hygiene is not like a. It's it's not a priority by day two, and um, most folk wear the same clothes for the duration of the race. But on the very first uh, Kalahari that I did. Mimi Anderson, some of you may remember her, um, brought two buffs that she wore as her evening wear. One buff to put over her bottom half and one buff to wear over her top half. And I was very impressed because I knew there was absolutely no way that I would ever fit my butt in a buff.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll I'll just put in my two cents there with regards to sleeping and with, with regards to sleeping arrangements. Obviously, the best sleeping bags are obviously the most expensive ones and obviously the smallest. Now, you're carrying all your gear with you, so you want the smallest and the lightest, obviously for pack volume and the lightest because you've got to carry it for the whole seven days. So, you know, expect uh, expect to spend a bit of money on a decent, good quality sleeping bag. And um, mattress-wise, you get very small blow-up mattresses, you get big blow-up mattresses, you get heavy blow-up mattresses. When it comes to races like this, the lighter the, it, the lighter it is, the more expensive it is, and that comes with shoes, clothing, you name it, anything. So the, the lighter it is, the more expensive, uh, more money you're gonna have to pay. So you get uh, blow-up mattresses, or you could just get a, a a foam mattress which you roll up. Those things are cheap and they weigh nothing. You can buy them at sports warehouse or at any 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 outdoor warehouse shop. But as Kim said, sleep is is essential if you. Um, you're sleeping on the ground, and it's very hard, and the sand isn't as soft as you think it is. Quite quite difficult to sleep on. So um, just try and, uh, try, and, try and make yourself as comfortable as possible. If you've got someone snoring next to you, I, I don't snore. I don't know about Kim. She doesn't snore either. But if you've got someone who's snoring next to you, you might have a bit of an issue. Uh, sleeping tablets are highly recommended obviously nothing too strong otherwise you won't be able to run the next day but sleep is important and doesn't matter how, how good your sleeping tablets Can and just drugs interrupt are I to say Yeah, yeah <laughs>
3: One of um, uh, my friends, uh, Julie Reed, who I think did the 2018 race, absolutely swears by uh, an inflatable pillow. And yes. I must say that um, although it seemed extremely ridiculous and luxurious, um, if I ever do the Kalahari again, I would be very inclined uh, to take one of those along.
1: <laughs> yep. no, I, I can agree 100% with me. So sleeping arrangements, a pillow is next to your sleeping bag. Uh, a pillow is probably the most important thing because you can't sleep without a pillow, and you need you need that extra sleep. So if you can get yourself an inflatable pillow, that's uh, that's probably the next best thing. So yeah, the lightest you know you don't want to take too much stuff. Um, but um, in the Kalahari, you don't need a sleeping bag inner. It's not that cold because you sleep with all your clothes on anyway, so um, it really doesn't get that cold. If you are cold, then just spoon your tent mate next to you and warm up a bit. So otherwise uh, it just sells it just saves having to carry uh, an extra sleeping bag. you know those things weigh quite a bit.
0: The ideal um I've heard at one point is that the ideal for your backpack is that your bag should not uh ex- be in excess of ten percent of your body weight, but for me personally, that was not doable because um I almost carry twenty percent of my body weight and um so when it comes to that, one needs to be really, really careful what you take and what not. And for me, you know, I, I literally weighed every little thing. And, and where it comes in your packaging of whatever you take with, if it is food or whatever it is packed in, you must make sure that the packaging that you use is as little in weight as possible. Um, so that's one thing. And I have packed my daily allowances or rations um in ziploc bags i think a lot of you guys know that 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 works the best and when it comes with sleeping bags i actually bought a junior sleeping bag and and i covered myself i had a top that was quite warm
1: kim you want to elaborate on the food there
0: oh, i get to speak about
3: food <laughs> yeah um Food is a very big thing for me. And if I don't have food that makes me happy, it's impossible to actually enjoy, enjoy the week. So uh, what I found, which was so perplexing, is that the first time I did the Kalahari, I really, really craved sweet things. And then the second time I did it, I wasn't interested in them. So you never know what you're going to want, unfortunately. Um, it's you. a great idea to try and, and run in the kind of conditions you're going to find yourself in. But that's impossible if you live in the UK. I mean, you're not going to find 45 degree heat and, 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 what have you. So, so because one doesn't know how your body will react, you somehow need with your limited space to build in options. Um, you don't, because you may not feel like something that you usually like. So I, I really found that I needed a variety of sweet and savory things. And more than anything, I really needed something to look forward to. I'm highly yes. motivated by food. So I wanted something amazing and interesting and different um, to, you know, to think about every day. And I remember when Harry, um, one of our most spectacular participants, uh, the first time I ran with Harry, he brought uh, a piece of his wife Margaret's fruitcake <laughs> wrapped in foil for every evening, just a tiny little piece. It is, you know, it is Ziploc for the day. and And, he, you know, obviously... Uh, food is an emotional thing, so we've got to have something to look forward to. I carried um, pizza ingredients uh, the last time I ran, so that I could make a pizza on the rest day. And I literally thought about it for the whole four days, building up to it. My plan is to make a dessert pizza next time. So, somehow you've got to build in variety and excitement and something to look forward to in your sort of tiny four kilograms of uh, of of food allowance that that you have. So. And chocolate melts, so it can't be chocolate. <laughs> Tell them about your um, sardines, John.
1: Oh uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just elaborate on what Kim said there. But one of the most important things is, like as Kim said, is to treat yourself with something. And sometimes you like sweet, sometimes you like savoury. So treat yourself with something. Like, like on the long day uh, a couple of years ago, which is 78 kilometres, at about the checkpoint, at about 60 kilometres, by that time you just you just want to roll up and curl into a fetal position and and give up on everything. So I'd saved myself a picture, I mean, a, a small tin of of Lucky Star Pilchards, um, just a tiny tin. And even to this day, it's probably one of the best meals I've ever eaten, um, just because your body craves something, to, something obviously at that time was salty, uh, but it was just also just the whole, the whole experience of sitting and opening something new, which you haven't had and something that is completely different and it just tasted amazing. So, yeah, things like that, you know, Kim had a pizza, I had a, a, a tin of Lucky Star Pilchard, so, uh, but, you know, just realize that that tin actually weighs quite a lot, I think it's about 180 grams, and you've got to carry that for five days, um, And uh, which which doesn't sound like much, but it, it actually is quite a lot, <laughs> and with food, the lighter it is, uh, obviously, your main meal for the day is a dehydrated or, um, yeah, or a dehydrated meal, but during the day, you also need breakfast and lots of little bits and pieces to nibble on, so... It's, it's quite a science. It's taken me, I don't know how many races, to actually get it right. It's quite a science to get it right. You'll be standing in the queue at Pick and Pay looking at, a, at the back of Jelly Babies, see, seeing how much, how much calories one Jelly Baby has and how many grams one Jelly Baby weighs, for example. But then you try that. You don't use those again because Jelly Babies melt in the Kalahari. You know, all those kind of things like that. So you have to literally weigh yeah. up calories versus grams, yeah. and that's your meal for the day and um, you're hungry the whole week you don't carry lots of food because you can carry tons with you but realize that you have to carry it with you for that whole week you want to keep your pack underneath 10 kgs so with what you said about your body weight uh, for the first night of the kalahari we have a tradition we take a steak so um they do obviously the, the race organizers do make a fire they need to boil water that we use uh, but this, it's a it's, um, tradition in the Kalahari that you take a steak with you. You can take chicken societies or whatever, or a carrot if you're a vegetarian. But it's a, it's a tradition in the Kalahari to take a steak with you and we grill a steak for the first night which is quite cool. The overseas guys don't know about it and here we are eating steak in the middle of the desert and they like starving eating out of a packet. So yeah, that's our tradition. Um, with regards to 10% of your body weight, I mean that doesn't work with everyone.
0: They say actually it never rains in the Kalahari, but, you know, um, the, that one has also um, have been proven wrong. And um, if it does, it can actually come down quite hard. And um, what can help is if you just have a typical old black bag in, in, your, in your bag. It doesn't weigh that much, and you can actually use it for various purposes. Um, it's lightweight. It makes great um, evening wear. Yes, 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 absolutely, and it and it, you know, even if, if it's windy and so forth, it can actually also help to cover. So um, that's something I would definitely include.
2: Do you um, pack for for each day? Do you get a little Ziploc bag and pack all your tuck in for each day? How do you sort of portion it all out, or do you just sort of yeah? Help us with that one.
3: Yes, very much so. I think that if I didn't, I would just eat, guzzle everything on the first day and then I'd be starving for the rest of the week. So, um, I'm not allowed to actually dip into day two on day one. I've got very strict rules about that. I'm always amazed on the Kalahari how much time we spend packing and unpacking and repacking uh, our stuff. And, and all, we pretty much all, um, have a Ziploc bag for each day. Uh, and then w- whatever our food rations are um, for that day in that marked bag. And then, you know, there are obviously a few things that are, um you know, something that is always very important to me is to take spices like salt and pepper and chilies. And it's amazing what a difference, you know, you can trade a lot of other good things for uh some chili by day three. So I will have like a communal bag that lasts for the duration of the week, uh, but I'm quite um, uh, severe with myself about packing everything into six days' worth of um, of Ziploc bags and not being allowed to dip into any day or not even being allowed to change things around too much uh, because I find by the last day you've only got disgusting food that you really don't feel like eating left, and that's very hard to bear. <laughs> Maybe just quickly, something that that I was taught when I was running a self-sufficiency race in Turkey uh, that I would not have thought of doing before is a lot of the Turkish guys carried wraps with them. So a, a wrap for each day and then they would have dried parmesan and chili and all sorts of yummy things that they would put in their wrap. And um, although I find that I usually have enough to eat from a um, calorie perspective, I find that I feel – very, very empty because we don't have much bulk when we eat, and something about having your wrap together with your soup or whatever every evening—that for me was really something to look forward to, and something that doesn't spoil or uh, deteriorate too much, or that isn't heavy. And yeah, so that was a great tip for me that I've um, really done every time I've run the Kalahari now.
2: Wasn't wasn't the wrap also the base to your pizza that on, that you made on the rest day? Yeah. Absolutely. So there you go. There's a the there, how to make a pizza in the
3: desert. <laughs> I was meant to make lots of pizzas so that I could share them with all 53 runners, but I only had two bases left by that point because I'd eaten all my wraps and the build-up to the rest day.
2: I'm fortunate <laughs> to, to be able to say that I got a piece of that pizza, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, John, for the problem, it wasn't bad. Eh?
3: <laughs> but it was also just the fun factor of making it. <laughs>
2: I was actually way, way, way too lazy for that, John. I just used those dehydrated meals, and they got, like, way cool stuff, like lamb teriyaki and things like that. So, And, yeah, even malfa pudding. So, so yeah, <laughs> absolutely no need to go hungry. <laughs> <laughs> you know that, John. Uh,
0: there's one thing I also want to mention. Um, you are not allowed to actually throw away anything that you carry for the week. You are allowed to to discard uh, food packaging, but um, nothing else. So um, that's also one thing to keep in mind. What you put in your bag, you have to carry for the full duration of the event.
3: And uh, the other big thing that is always difficult to leave behind is toiletries of any nature. I generally don't bring toiletries other than toothpaste and a toothbrush and some dental floss, which is, very multi-purpose stuff can be used for stitching up backpacks and all sorts of things um but it's amazing how you know even if you think that personal hygiene is quite high up on your list of priorities it goes for a loop by day two anyway (laughs) so don't bother too much moisturizer
2: yeah yeah just pack sunblock (laughs) that's not anything you need no moisturizer and base and makeup and
3: it's just quite important to start using your your baby wipe on the northern side of yourself and then to work your way south and then you discard it when you get to your feet.
0: What we can take out of this is that um, there's a variety of things one needs to think about, you know, your comfort and your food and... Um, obviously to be warm, warm is, is something to consider, especially for the ladies. I think men quickly say, you know, no, it's not that cold, but it can get quite cold and also stormy at some time. So keep that in mind. If you have any questions uh, with regards to anything uh, bag wise and, and what you need to, to, to carry and not, please post us a question. Um, we're there to help you, you know, to, to, to make the, the best out of this. And to keep your back as light as possible, but as comfortable as well. Russell, I'm not sure if you want to add something, but um, anything else from you guys, then we can wrap it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so please, yeah, post your questions, ask us what you need. My my top tip is, is think about your food first. The rest, you can do it out, honestly. Just make sure that you don't go hungry and that you have lots of comfort food.
0: Thank you. So then that's it. Thank you very much. Fabulous. Thanks, you guys. Thank you for joining John, Kim, and yes, we'll chat to you soon again and we'll let you know.
2: Thank you. Thanks, guys. It draws me back again When I cannot feel the pain Yes, the sunsets, rivers, rocks and sand and space
1: Yes, it draws me back again To the desert and
2: the zen To the sunsets, rivers, rocks and sand and space